Moms, we honor you today. We're so grateful for you. We're, we want to know that you are incredible. And today, today's message is going to be a message for you, but I also want to let you know that there's something for all of us here today. So those of you who aren't moms, you're like, I'm going to check out of this one. This, this is just for the moms. But, but I want to let you know, moms, you, you, you have probably the most challenging task in front of you. And probably in this world, it's probably harder than it was back in the time. Some of you moms are single moms. Man, hats off to you. You try to bring home the bacon and care for the family and transport your kids everywhere. For the, the moms today, a lot of parents have to be, two, two families have to be working. And so hats off to you moms. You, you do so much. But today I want to try to encourage you to take off a little bit of that um, sense of, oh my word, this is so hard and help you understand that, that maybe uh, there's just a few things that I'm gonna encourage you to, to do. And it might help you walk away here today feeling a little bit lighter, a little bit more encouraged, a little bit more hopeful that God has purposed you. And by the way, moms, and I'm talking to future moms, I'm talking to women who have, who have taken on that responsibility of just really caring for and nurturing somebody along the way, you're a spiritual mom. And by the way, we have a gift for all the women in the house today. As you're leaving today, that pink little bag is for you, is something so special inside of it for you to celebrate you. But I, but I want to know, I want to let you know that I, I, I'm not a woman, I'm not a mother, but I can have a sense I'm, I'm married to, um, yes, married to a woman <laughs> and married to a mother. And so, Otter and I, I, I can feel her heart a little bit, and I can feel that um, sometimes those, those, that pressure, and I'm going to try to remove some of that. You know, so some of you are, are maybe feeling overwhelmed today. You have that strong-willed child. Anybody had a strong-willed child? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know, the ones that love to throw tantrums in the grocery store that make you feel like you're, you're the great parent, right? <laughs> Or maybe you've been up all night long consoling uh, a little one that's been sick and you know what that's like to start the day already exhausted. Or maybe you have that teenager that's testing the boundaries, right? And, or maybe that teenager has made some mistakes along the way and, and somehow you feel like that's a reflection on you. Maybe you're just exhausted transporting from sports to dance to clubs to just getting around. Or, or maybe you have adult kids that, that you are concerned about and, and you, you never stop being a mom to them. Doesn't matter how old you are, you're always mom. You see, you can feel exhausted, you can feel overwhelmed, and you can also feel like you're not quite enough, that you don't measure up. And I want to let you know, you are enough. You do measure up. It is hard. But, but God is right there with you. God is right there with you. I, I've heard this not too long ago um, from a gal who called Brene Brown. She wrote a book or had a talk on vulnerability. And, and she says that shame, and this is what I want to uncover for you, because I think sometimes moms, you, you carry around some things with you that you don't need to carry. Like somehow 
you have not been enough for your kids. And I want to unpack that a little bit. Shame, shame grows in this scenario. Shame grows best, think of it like a little Petri dish. You add a little silence, you add a little secrecy, and you add a little judgment and shame thrives. And, and, and moms, you, you are probably the worst judge of yourself, but you try to make yourself feel better by pointing finger at other moms. At least I'm not like that one. You know, you walk through the, the, the store and that kid is melting down. I was like, at least my kid's not doing that, <laughs> right? But, but what the problem with shame is it makes us feel inadequate. And I want to let you know that you are more than enough. You're more than enough. You know, I, I think in, in, those, in this society, whether it's society or even in our Christian world, and you, you get a verse like Proverbs 31, her children rise up and call her blessed. Many women have done excellently, but you have surpassed them all. You get a verse like that, and it's like, I don't know if my kids call me blessed and I don't know if I excel beyond all of them. And, and again, you kind of feel like, mm, am I doing enough? Or maybe you just like, you're at your wits end and, and you are like, you are, you are just a fraction away of feeling like you need to check yourself in somewhere, right? Because <laughs> you say statements like this, I'm warning you, if you fall out of that tree and break both your legs, don't come running to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, right? It's like, <laughs> you're, just at, you're just at your end. You're just at your end. Tell you what, I want to let you off the hook. I want to remind you that you're enough. And I know that mothering is hard. And I know nobody's perfect. We've all made mistakes. And that's life. But God is not done with the story that he is writing for you as a mom. And I want to remind you of the beautiful thing that God is, is doing in and through you. And, and take this promise from Philippians 1. And you need, to, you, need to, you need to hold on to this. That remember that you are a steward over your kids. They don't belong to you. You're a steward of them. And God, who, who sees them, who has created them, he is faithful to complete what he has started in them. And it's not fully your responsibility. You have a part to play. And I'm going to be talking about the three things that you can do to cultivate their hearts being open to the things of the Lord. But, but I also just want to let you off the hook and, and remind you that, that God is able to care for your son and daughter as well. And he's able to, to do the very thing that he's purposed. And, and you, have a, you have a role. Moms, you have a calling, a high calling. And I, and I don't want to minimize the high calling that you have to, to nurture and to care for uh, your kids. But at the same token, I feel like, moms, you're your own. You, you put a lot of weight and you put a lot of pressure on you. And, and you feel like when your kids have done something that somehow it is just a reflection on you. And, and I just want to help us to remember that, that Jesus is with us and he's walking with us. You are so significant. You're worthy. 
And when you see the calling, the high calling that God's given you, and I'm, I'm seeing some young parents here, and I'm, I'm seeing some, some young women that are not yet parents, and I'm seeing some, those of you who are older and have younger kids, and, and you're starting to think back of, man, if I would have parented this way, or if I would have done it that way, or the young moms of like, I remember our firstborn. I mean, like we, no French fries, no fried food. The thirdborn is like, where do you have the fries? Pick them up off the floor and feed them to them, right? It's, right. it's, it's different, right? But you put all this pressure and stress on yourself. And yet God is walking with you and Jesus is walking with you and he wants to encourage you on your calling. And I, I'm going to give you those three things that are going to help you to remove the shame that maybe you feel. You're going to bring some things to the light. And, and I want to encourage you to address shame is, is remember, it's, it's silence, it's secrecy and judgment. Shame begins to thrive in those environments. And I'm talking about all of us. It's not just moms now. I mean, all of us would relate to that. I, I would encourage you to bring something to the light. When you feel inadequate, bring it to the light. When you feel like, hey, you know what? I oh, mean, I've just messed up as a mom and uh, no other moms will, will ever, they'll think I, I, I get the award for the worst mom of the year, right? You know, I better not share that one, right? When you realize you forgot to pick up your kid from school and you get the call, right? It's like, don't share that one. Like I am the worst parent ever. But, but that keeps shame on you. And, and, and what the Lord has trying to encourage us is, is to we can walk in our humanity, but we can walk with confidence that he who began a good work is faithful to complete it until the end. Okay, so here, the, here we go. The three things that I want us to, to look at. And in Matthew 20, 11, chapter 11, verse 28, in New Living Translation, it says this. And this is Jesus' words. And some of you might need to be reminded of this. Come to me, all who are weary and carry burdens, and I will give you rest. Moms, some of you moms, you're, I know you're exhausted. You're tired. Or maybe you've been carrying around some burdens for a long time because of... You've been feeling like you haven't measured up, been feeling inadequate. And Jesus is reminding us, come to me, all who are weary and carry burdens. And I will give you rest because really the reality is what he's wanting to do. He's saying, come to me and I'm, I'm your strength and give me your burdens. I'll carry them for you. And that's so beautiful. I'm also reminded that, that by the way, our strength is, is made, sorry, our weakness is actually our strength when we bring it to the Lord, when we bring it to the Lord. So it's not that you feel like inadequate. It's just like saying, you know what? I'm weak in this moment. And, and then his power is made perfect in weakness, right? He does something in our weakness. And so, so when you set standards for yourselves, moms, and you feel like somehow you're not measuring up, can I remind you, one, if you're weary, come to Jesus. If you've got burdens, come to Jesus. If you're weak, celebrate it. And then realize that in the middle of your weakness, invite Jesus into the middle of that situation and he'll strengthen you. He makes all things work together for good. We sang about that today. He makes all things work together for good. 
beautiful. It's beautiful. Okay, so the three things, if you're taking notes, this would be your time. You pull out your phones, take your notes, a notepad. And by the way, this is for moms, but I want to let you know it is for every um, person as well. Number one, if you want to continue to um, find ways to stop being on the hamster wheel and chasing, chasing, chasing moms. And I would say moms, as, as life gets older, the pressure for having your kids involved in sports, the pressure to, to um, yeah, just say yes to a lot of things. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel like a hamster on a wheel. But, but there's just a few things that you can say no to a lot of things. But here's the three things I want you to say yes to. And, and this message is called the power of mom, the power of mom. And there's three powers we're going to talk about um, that moms have like superpowers in this area. And, and if you could just focus on it and realize that these three things might be the most um, important things that you can do for your kids. Number one, the power of being present, mom, the power of being present. You know, it's, it's, we talk about this often, is the importance of being seen, heard, and understood, Seen, heard, and understood. Any of you guys, I remember, um, I've seen this so many times, my kids did it to us as well as a family. You, the kids really want your attention. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. And we're busy doing something else. And we're half listening. And, and they grab your face, right? They grab your face and they said, look at me, look at me. And they take their hands and actually try to put your head to look at their eyes. Look at me, look at me. And really what they're trying to say, I want to be seen, I want to be heard. And as they get a little bit older, they want to be understood. The power of being present. And, and this is the challenge of the world today because what happens is, is when we're exhausted and we're tired and we're, and we're just trying to get through life, the tendency is to then go into things that like, hey, I just need a break. I just need to take my mind off something. And the very thing that you should be paying attention to, you don't. It's really, you feel like a survival. But let me encourage you. The very greatest thing you can do for your son and daughter is to be present. Is to be present. Allow them to be seen, heard, and understood. I know it's easy for me. Now, I'm just going to speak for a dad. And this is where dads can uh, tune in a little bit. It's so easy for me to say to uh, any one of my kids, I remember when they were coming home, and I still have one in high school, and I would say, hey, how was your day? Good, and we move on. <laughs> good. You know, and, and it's kind of like, we feel like we really had a connection there. Yeah, good. <laughs> Boy, we connected in a very deep and meaningful way right there. Instead, though, we would like, tell me about your day. Tell me about your day. And now we have to pause and be pre present and, by the way, look at somebody in their eyes. Our culture, we struggle with that. It's, we've, we've been so trained to, to look at our devices and we kind of carry on these conversations. I do this and I'm learning, trying not to. But we're carrying on a conversation while we're doing this. Are we present? No, we're not present. There's something that our kids long for, and I think it's all human beings long for, is to be connected in deep and meaningful ways. And it's so important that our kids know, moms, that they are seen, heard, and understood. And moms have a unique um, kind of GPS already built in. They kind of already know what their kids are feeling and going through. They have a sensitivity. I used to say that the Holy Spirit looked awfully like my wife. 
because they just are like so attuned to, to the things that are going on. And, and, but the world, especially for single moms or working moms, is tough. I know you're running frantic and I know you're just trying to do your best. But if you can just pause long enough to allow a person to be seen, your child, to be seen, heard, and understood, it will go a long ways. Number two, I'm going to talk about the, the power of the empathetic mom, the power of the empathetic mom. Now, now you'll notice that, that today, like usually when we go through a, a message, I'll go through the scripture like line by line. Today, I'm just kind of like, it's a little bit different message. I'm kind of highlighting some ideas. We're going to wrap some scriptures around that, but, but this is the heart of Jesus. Jesus wants to, to see us. That's why I like, I love that last song we just sang. He just wants to be with us. Like he wants to, uh, he wants to see us, hear us, and understand us. And that, that very same relationship that we moms can have with our kids is so powerful. But the power of an empathetic mom Empathy. Empathy is this. We've talked about the difference between sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is like, we, I'll just give that example again. Um, whereas basically somebody's in a pit and, and sympathy is like you get to the edge of the pit and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you keep walking along, right? You, you had a little sympathy there for a moment. You stopped, you acknowledged, I'm so sorry. And you keep walking. Um, but empathy is you, you stop, you see the situation and you take the time to assess the situation, you go down in the pit and you said, how do I help you out? How do I help you out? I'm here with you. And it really is this idea of me too. Like you're stopping long enough to be able to say, so if you can work in your kid's life and say, and the, somebody comes home from a school and is just crushed, right? Because they're, they're, your daughter has just broken up with a boyfriend and, and just crushed. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's okay, just get over it. He wasn't much of a guy anyways. And just move on, right? Move the conversation on. Was that being empathetic or sympathetic? Sympathetic is like, I feel sympathy for you, but you moved right beyond it as opposed to sitting down. It's like, honey, I know this, your heart hurts. I've been there too. And, and you begin to, to walk with them in a place of empathy. And this is what Jesus does too, right? The Bible says that Jesus faced all the things that we face. He was tempted in every way, chose not to, did not sin, but, but yet he faced all those hardships and he wants to identify with us and, and, and empathy is identifying with. And Jesus who loves to identify with us in our pain that we, one of the best gives mom that you can give your kids is to, it doesn't even matter if they're uh, grown kids. Everybody still wants to be seen, heard and understood and everybody wants to say, hey, you know what? I not only see and hear you, but now I'm empathetic with you and I want to put, put my life in your shoes. Boy, something happens in the hearts of our young people. And that, that's the gift of moms, that you can cultivate the hearts of our young people and, and feel that deep connection, that, that sense of belonging, and, and their hearts begin to blossom. And the greatest gift that we can give to them is a heart that's wholehearted. And when we come to a wholehearted heart, what, what that means is, is they feel confident in who they are, and I believe their hearts are open to the things of the Lord at that point. It's when they become uh, calloused and damaged in a way of like the life gets, uh, life gets hard on them and, and they aren't seen and heard and then they just start to like find ways of, of getting through life that aren't so healthy and their hearts become closed off. 
So the power of the present mom, the power of the empathetic mom. And then lastly, I would say this. Oh, by the way, first of all, Ephesians 4.32 says this. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. I think that's the posture of that, that Paul writes the church in, um, in Ephesus. That, that the heart of the mom is to, uh, to be empathetic, and dads too, but I'm just speaking to moms here today. Actually, no, I'm speaking to dads too. But be kind, be tenderhearted, and forgiving one another. I, I think those postures are, are really helpful to keep a heart soft and tender for your kids. And then lastly, I would say this, the power of a praying mom. The power of a praying mom. And maybe I should have started that. But the power of a praying mom. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. We're saying about this, I, Pastor Richie, the way that you, that you brought those uh, worship songs were amazing because you allowed us to already hear what it is. Not only does Jesus want to be close to us and God wants to be close to us, but he hears us and he's our refuge, our strength and very present. In other words, he's with us, present in every situation and helping us in trouble. And I, and I would say, moms, I think you carry a lot of burdens. I think you, you take on a lot. And I want to encourage you that, that you have, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it long. God is saying he is your refuge and he is your strength and he is present in your trouble. And, and what you can do is you can begin, yeah, the worship team come up. I'm looking at Pastor Richie here and he's like, my Patty, come on up here. You can just, I so appreciate him. Do you appreciate Pastor Richie? He is a good man. He's a good man. What a privilege it is to serve alongside him. But the power of a praying mom, moms, I would encourage you. I know when you feel exhausted, when you feel tired, maybe you're rushing to and fro to work, or I would just encourage you, the time in your car is probably the most powerful time that you have available to you. Unless you have kids in the back of the seat that are screaming at you. <laughs> and you might need to be praying because you don't want to like, say something you shouldn't <laughs> or whip around the, the seat and squeeze a leg like you should or shouldn't. <laughs> uh, the power of a praying mom. The power of a praying mom. Moms, I, I, I get it. I, I get sometimes you're just happy that you remember the cereal and the milk and you brought it home for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy your kids are breathing, I just heard. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. But we have been on this journey understanding the power of prayer, right? And we understand moms, I, I think that is your most powerful weapon for your kids, is that you contend for them and you ask the Lord to help you to mother them in the way that they are needing to nurture them, to ensure that you're present, to ensure that you're slow enough in life that you pause to be empath empathetic, to have empathy, to step in their shoes. 
And then you take moments, wherever you can snatch some moments. And I would say probably the easiest place if you drive anywhere is turn off your radios, turn off your podcasts and pray and pray. Pray for your kids. Pray for their present. Pray for their future. Pray when they mess up. Pray that you don't want to grab their ear and tear them down the stairs with you somewhere, right? Pray that you would be the parent who can care for them well. And then I want to remind you is that he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. He who began a good work is faithful to complete it. Moms, yeah, go ahead, worship team. Come on up. I, am, I have landed the plane. We are getting ready to, to go right here. I did a great job, Captain. I, 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 I. Moms, it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to say no. You don't have to be super mom. You don't have to give them all the experiences in the world. They just need to know that you love them. And the way that they know that they're loved is by being present, by being empathetic, and you will contend for their heart and their soul by praying for them. And I believe when we do that God will say, well done, mom. You fulfilled your calling to nurture your kids, to allow them to be known by God as you've led them in that way. And dads, by the way, let me just encourage you dads. It's not all in the moms. Dads, we'll have a Father's Day message here pretty soon, but, but, but dads, you can do your part in coming alongside and helping your wife. And then also, guys, if, there are, if you know of single women around I know we have some in our congregation but if you know of single women in your neighborhood just find something that you can do to help them they carry an immense load and we can come alongside and and take off a little bit of that burden so they can be present with their kids so they can have a little bit of breathing space that would be huge but moms I want you to know that you are valued you are championed and you're loved, and you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. For those future moms, I'm looking at some of those young girls out there who want to be somehow future. By the way, if you want to be single, that's cool too. God says that's a high calling. But if you want to, if you want to be married and, and be a mom, that's a, an incredible calling too. And I'm starting to pray for you to know that you'll just take these three things to say, you know what? I am not going to be the crazy mom who thinks that I have to give everything to my kid, but I have to be present. I have to be empathetic and I'm going to commit to pray. When you do those things, their hearts will blossom. And Jesus is faithful to complete what he started in your kid's life. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so grateful for this encouragement for our moms today. The Lord Jesus, that they would realize the incredible calling that you have for them to nurture their kids' hearts, to steward their kids' lives, to cultivate 
deep connections where kids can feel safe by being seen, heard, and understood by knowing that they have a mom that will step into their life and say, me too, show empathy and be willing to get that ladder out and step down into the pit and walk them back out. Even for um, moms of older kids, I know sometimes when kids have wandered away and have caused a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, it's easy to guard your heart, but I would encourage Moms, I'd encourage, don't give up. Father, we are grateful that you are our refuge and our strength. You are our present help in time of need. And today, Lord, we turn our hearts and our attention to you, the one who is a lifter of our head, the one who carries our burdens. We pray a blessing over our moms as they contend for, for their kids, as they pour, as they nurture into our kids. I pray they feel honored and blessed today. And everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.